Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I saw a list that showed Elton John is the top touring event of 2022 in terms of generating gross dollars. That's just amazing. That guy at his age can still get out and do it. I know a guy who's been backstage at a few shows over the years. He's the CEO of Kentucky Venues. David Beck, welcome. It's good to have you back in the studio. Hey, thanks, Jerry. It's always fun to sort of, uh, you've, you've hosted so many events over the years at all these various facilities. You get to see some interesting stuff backstage. Uh, in fact, I saw you back at the uh, uh, back of Louder Than Life. Yeah, you and Mary back there, too. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were back there, and uh, it was kind of kind of fun to see all that stuff with Kiss up there playing. And You didn't have makeup on. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Which one of those Kiss guys would you identify with the best? Uh, that would be a challenge to find one. It would? It wouldn't be like you, would it, to put all that, that face paint on? And I like the guitar, but I'm always on the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it itches my skin, the stuff I've had to wear on TV shoots over the years, and I'm like, oh. I mean, do they wear that playing golf? No. <laughs> no. It's just funny that uh, these guys can wear that for as many hours as yeah. they do. That skin, Their skin conditioning must be amazing. Well, it's good to have you back here. The, the kick is the Kentucky International Convention Center, which is just a few blocks from where we are here at 4th Street Live. The Kentucky Expo Center, of course, or the fairgrounds, is there in, right in, next door to the airport and is massive and dates back to the 1950s. And, David, I saw a, sort of an imagination plan for things you could do with the land out there. I found it fascinating. Well, thank you, Terry. Uh, yes, uh, we've talked for some time about What's our responsibilities and what are the opportunities to really enhance those properties so they can reach their potential? And, you know, some of those facilities are as old as we are. Right. And uh, and things have been there and are gone and other things that are yeah. that things are sitting there. But you have some plans that are astounding. Well, thank you. We've had a lot of changes, new signage, took down Cardinal Stadium, making a lot of infrastructure improvements. But the legislature, uh, they recognize how important these facilities are to Kentucky. And uh, they funded a study for us to just – go out there and see what we could find and ideas and put some numbers with the economic impact of it and the value of how we can upgrade the properties. And so we've got a pretty aggressive plan, uh, three phases, four, five, six years to implement all of it. And uh, we gave that back to the legislature the end of November. They'll review that and they'll give us some direction where they agree with those findings. But it will change Louisville. It'll change those facilities. It will allow us to take care of our existing clients, mm -hmm. but also they can grow, but also uh, achieve a, uh, the possibility of bringing even additional clients. So exciting. Well, I saw all those courts that were over there, and we'll just say near Cracker Barrel, because people go, oh, over on that side. What's that all about? Well, we're looking. Sporting's big for us. It really is. Uh, in fact, we've already exceeded where we were pre-COVID. Uh, we've got back to 350 shows a year at our facility for 2022. Sporting's been a big part of that. There's a lot of interest and growth in that area, both indoor and outdoor sporting. So having flat fields for soccer and things like that, 
uh, is something that uh, we're exploring. We think it has huge possibilities for our community, revenue-wise. Uh, hotels benefit, restaurants benefit from that, young people benefit from it, but also it changed the appearance. You get on I-65, which didn't exist when it was first built. Right. Uh, it's not always that pleasant to see. So that green space around the corridor would help enhance the appearance of property, but also make it beneficial. I told the board when we came in that uh, I wanted to evaluate this like we would our farm. What's the most revenue-producing acre benefit there on that property? And this is part of that plan. Our board's been involved. Uh, uh, the consultants have been involved. A lot of community leaders have looked at it, just trying to figure out how can we reimagine that facility to be the most beneficial to our community. What are you talking about along I-65? When you're headed southbound on 65, I see the billboard. I see horse barns. We would probably extend to the east, bring the south wing closer to the I-65. We'd okay. also consider going north, or north of that. and uh, Away and it, from the airport. Yes, at, on the north side of the property, and, and, and enlarge the buildings there, but also improve it. So it would be new construction as well as modification of the existing structure. We have 1.2 million square feet of climate-controlled property, so we would expand the square footage but also change the layout of it so it'll be more productive. Uh, even our kitchen, uh, we can serve two meals or 15,000 meals, so we got a wide range there. Getting the, the, the food service facilities closer to where the people are, that would be an enhancement that would improve service and quality. As we meet with our clients and get feedback, what do we need to do to be more competitive? What do we need to do to solve some of their problems? The sporting is an add-on to that. Sporting makes new clients, brings new uh, economic activity to our community. So that's another area. Freedom Hall. Uh, we've done some major renovation with Freedom Hall, new signage and improvements. But then the West Hall, the unique thing, when we uh, modified Kick, we closed it for two years. This construction project, we keep it open. So we got to manage existing. Through everything. Yes, we had to manage existing clients while we're under construction. But so, you said the West Hall in your report, though, Hasn't been altered since the 1950s. That's correct. That's correct. And it's got low ceilings, which are no good for modern convention business. That's right. What we would like to do, once that would probably be phase three, go back and evaluate the West Hall, and that would mean modify, tear down, or replace. Yeah. Uh, two years from now, four years from now, we'll have a better feel what the trend is, but we would envision possibly tearing down the West Hall, making it a two-story, maybe a lot more glass, and connect at both levels in the Freedom Hall. That way you can put gigantic yeah. things in there. You can't do any of that now. We're limited. And then Broadbent Arena, what happens there? Well, Broadbent Arena has the same floor space as Freedom Hall. Most people don't realize that. Uh -huh. So we would upgrade that. One of the possibilities might be like Kroger Field in Lexington, have a ring around it. So we could add suites to the existing structure, but also have the benefit of storage underneath. So all these are different concepts we're looking you know, if I need to get a front-end loader from one end of the property, a forklift to the other, that's time and money. Yeah. So as much storage and utility and maintenance I have closer to the core, that saves us money and dollars long-term. If I owned it, that's what I would do with it. So that's the concepts, how we can be more efficient but also serve more and larger clients moving forward. We're speaking with David Beck. He's CEO of Kentucky Venues. That's our convention center downtown, Kick, and also the Expo Center. So – it's three miles, you tell me, from Kick to Central Avenue? Central Avenue. Which is in your neighborhood right, of the Kentucky Expo Center. Yes, it is. And I'll in your plan, <clears throat> there was talk about boring a hole <laughs> under the city like a tunnel. Tell me about that. Well, we really have in our plan two concepts, two tunnels, one under Phillips Lane. 
connecting where the concerts were this September uh, to the property, other than having to close Phillips Lane. The other one is a possibility, just a concept, of connecting Kick and KEC underground. Uh, we have other cities in North America that are doing that. We have visited them. We looked at that. We've tried it out. We were working on that even prior to COVID being here. Uh, it's already been improvements in that technology. Uh, connectivity is important. We have clients using both properties at the same time. Mm-hmm. They need access to both properties. They need access to hotels at both locations. They need access to the restaurants. And so that would be an enhancement for our community. And uh, financially, it's probably doable. What are you but, talking about, like a monorail <clears throat> that goes back and forth? It would be a tunnel underneath underneath ground using electrical vehicles, uh, self-driving vehicles, uh, or they could have drivers either way. That's yet to be determined, just a concept now. <clears throat> the uh, It would benefit everyone. Uh, uh, Churchill Downs could benefit from it. U of L could benefit from it. The airport could benefit from it. So take Las Vegas, for example. They use that concept now about four miles just for convention and tourism trade. To put people up and down the strip? Right. And, uh, and what we would consider doing, having it open 24-7. So people could use it for going all over the community. And it wouldn't be uh, a solve-all problem. So it could still be connected to light rail or other issues. But you and I have been in this community you know, your whole life, and uh, we've talked about light rail for light years. Light rail my whole life. And they tell me, and this is other people's knowledge, that they just share with me that if we start tomorrow, it'd take 8 to 10 years. And could cost three to three and a half billion dollars. You talk about light rail? Yes. Where this could be done, I'm told, probably in 24 months for $250 million. So it's achievable. It might be more cost effective. But further research will determine whether it's even feasible to consider that or not. So that concept's there to be evaluated and see how we can move forward. I'm fascinated by it, though. How deep would you have to go into the earth? And how, how does it not interfere with that gigantic water service? or sewage service, whatever it was that MSD just did, this long-drawn project that's – I saw our reporters down there walking in this gigantic tunnel. Yeah, they did four miles of tunnel and finished up this spring. We've been down in those tunnels, looked at that. Uh, the engineers would tell us more exactly. It would probably have different depths depending on the location, water tables and things like that, and how they could avoid each other. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm picturing Tommy Lee Jones chasing the fugitive <laughs> down there. I don't care if you killed your wife. You know, <laughs> looking for that buried treasure. <laughs> right. Wow, the things you would find in there. But anyway, um, you're right. It's in Vegas. They've talked about it in other cities, but I don't know that it's. That I've been it there. I've, I've ridden their tunnel. I've gone in. The hotel we were there. Uh, a while back, uh, we had a load-in, load-out station right there. We have the two garages here, one on both sides of uh, Kick. Uh, that would be a load-in, load-out possibility. Yeah. And uh, uh, just lots of opportunities. What we're trying to do is cause people to think about the future. Of course. And make investments that are that we would as individuals, uh, make good decisions, and position this city to reach its potential. You know, uh, tourism in Kentucky is about $11.2 billion with a B uh, impact. Uh, in our community, these two facilities occupy about uh, 69% of the hotel rooms. That's a lot of restaurants. Uh, when our lights are off, the parking lots are empty around town. And so we want to do what we can position ourselves for the future to grow Louisville's economy and also benefit the Commonwealth. All right, last thing. Um, compare the post-pandemic, if you will, numbers for what did you do on the books this year for 2022 compared to what pandemic years zero and one? Pre-pandemic, uh, <clears throat> we go back to 19, we do about 320 or so shows a year. Okay. About 120, 125 downtown, about 200 at the Kentucky Exposition Center. Uh, 
Last year, we finished at 73%. Pretty good recovery is what we came through. This year, we've already exceeded 100%. So go. we'll do about 350 shows between the two properties for 2022. That's a major recovery. And we had a lot of partners. A lot of people helped make that happen. We worked with Louisville Sports Commission, Louisville Tourism, uh, everyone, the hotels, everyone in the community to market the city. And uh, we're excited about it. That shows that we've got good quality people and we've got good facilities. But we can't rest on that foundation. Uh, we've got to keep looking to the future and make it happen. So about $400 million economic impact coming in from, from that. Pretty That's awesome. a lot of jobs in our community. Mr. Beck, when you show up for the state legislature, why don't you go in there driving some gigantic drill, you know, some bobcat with a drill bit on the front so they get the idea that the, you're serious about the tunnel. Would you ride shotgun with me? You no, know, I'm on it, brother. <laughs> I'm waving you in. David let, Beck, let, great see. talking to you again. Thank you, Terry. Back in a minute on News Radio 840 WHAS. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.